welcome and uh, thank you for coming out for this, this fabulous holiday worship program. And thank you kids for learning your lines so well and singing so beautifully. I was really... Wow. That goes for you too, youth. You didn't think that included you, did it? Well, then it goes special for you here. We have so many wonderful things in Scripture to look at. And it's the time of Christmas, so you might be asking, why Paul and why Ephesians 3? And that's a good question. But in these words that were read just a few minutes ago, minutes ago, contain a summary of gospel that speaks to us in this season in wonderful and clear ways. Allow me to highlight just a couple things. First, there's the usual greeting. And Paul talks about the grace that has been given him and the mystery that has come by revelation. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of revelation is Jesus Christ. Because it's not some sort of mysterious dream-sending process. It is not a piece of inspiration. The number one item of revelation is God made flesh who dwelt among us. This is the fullest revelation of the Father. This is a glimpse into the mystery. And only a glimpse. For we still see now darkly. Someday we shall see face to face. The Holy Spirit is speaking and working among the apostles and prophets. There's a whole lineage of expectation here. A whole line of promises. A whole set of expectations. A Redeemer would come. A Messiah. And here we read that even in this mystery of salvation, Gentiles, outsiders are woven in. God's gospel in Christ becomes inclusive in a new and in a unique way. And Paul becomes servant to this gospel. For the power is there. And he says, This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intention was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in none other than Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we approach God with freedom and with confidence. I ask you therefore not to be discouraged. The doors have been thrown wide open. That's what this passage is saying. We have an access to God that we haven't ever had prior to the coming of Christ. Not since Garden of Eden days. We have a connection that isn't broken because he is not broken. He was broken for us. He lay, he slept, and he was resurrected, and he lives and sits at the right hand of God. So Paul, in his gospel, comes to this place where he says, I want you to hear this. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
the community of Christ, the community of believers, may have the power, together with the saints, to grasp how wide, how long, and how deep is the love of God, love of Christ, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now the language here is, is worth noting because it isn't a cube of love that's being described. Now, some of us have rather pathetic views of love. We sort of think of love as a pie and if I give this piece to that person then I don't have it to give to someone else. Or We have these bizarre notions of where love ends and begins. We want to we sometimes quantify it or measure it. How much do you love me? When I was in Korea, there was a charming dialogue that usually took place between new lovers or maybe between parent and child parent says to the child, I love you. And the child says, really? The parent says, yes, I love you. The child says, how much? And the parent says, as high as the heavens. That's how much I love you. We want to try to nail it down. And Paul lays it here at our feet. Being rooted in love, we might have the power together with the saints to begin to grasp how wide, how long, how tall, how deep is the love of Christ. This is the love. It is a love that leaves the safety and comfort and glory of heaven. It is a love that leaves the security of the Father's right hand. It is a love that has spoken forth and sung a world into creation and into being. It is a love that seeks to know other and to reveal one's self. It is a love that gives without thought to return, selflessly, endlessly. And a love that is at the same time social in nature, Wanting so much that communion, not only within, but with us. This is the love that empties itself into human form. This is the love we celebrate in Advent and Christmas. A God made flesh who dwells among us, who has our infirmities and sympathy with our difficulties who lives a life above reproach and dies a death not worth dying. Shameful, abused, undeserved death that we might live. This is the essence of the season to me that we might grapple with and know the unbelievable love of Christ that surpasses any knowledge that we might have. The answer isn't as high as the heavens, how much do you love me? The answer when we ask God, how much do you love me, is greater than you can comprehend even when you get together with all the saints. It's greater than you can know. Now to him, that's the blessing And it's a blessing we'll review and receive today. But my prayer today 
as we enjoy this program, as we enjoy this season, as we share in the blessings of it all, is that we may know and be filled with the measure of the fullness of God, which is the immeasurable love of Christ. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and forever. Amen.